the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hello, everybody. I'm David Frangione here with Billy Amendola. And what a special podcast today. We've got some big news, a great contest we're going to talk about. And please welcome very, very special guests today, Rob Silverman and Dave Wackel. Welcome, guys. What's Hi up, there. everybody? What's up? Hey, guys. Welcome. 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 Hey, Billy. Yeah, thanks. How man. are you, man? Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us. So, we have some special announcements today, and we're going to tell everybody about this great contest, and we're going to tell everybody about Drumology. We're going to tell everybody about your new record, Dave, which is coming out in April, and we're really excited about. But before we get into the, the crux of that, I just want to uh, ask you a little bit about your online school. I'm a, I'm a member of it. Uh, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, personally, coupling your online school with when you offer private lessons, taking them is a lifetime worth of education and, and tools to work on to improve drumming. I'm speaking firsthand to improve my drumming and any drummer's drumming. Tell us about the online school from your perspective and, and why people should check it out. Well, first of all, thank you, David, for those kind words about the school and the private lessons. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we uh, Steve Orkin is my partner in the school, which we decided that we'd go with the streaming format uh, a few years ago. It's about three years old now, I think, the school. Um, I'd have to go look, actually. I'm not, it's you know we're, We were just talking about time flying, so I don't even remember when exactly we started, but at least two, two and a half, three years ago now. And, um, you know, for a long time, I was trying to decide which format and platform to go on because obviously things are always changing with uh, with the way people are are getting information. Um, you know, but uh, back in the days when we were all making videos, um, you know, those times have changed. You know, and one thing that I never liked about the video format was that what whatever was happening at that moment. You know, that's what we talked about. That's what we put out. And that was it. So it was done. So then you had to do another video if you learned something new next week, you know. So 
the good thing, the great thing about the streaming platform, and we're on the teacher uh, teachable for, uh, platform, uh, we use their their formatting, uh, is that you know I can add two lessons and I can you know edit and go back in and you know and, and just uh, it's not a it's not a static stationary uh, type of thing. So we're always adding content. We're adding you know, and there's there's just so much information possible to um to put out there you know it's not just about my thing i've invited uh guest you know drummers guest speakers guest artists to come on and talk about stuff uh, one of my favorites in the school is dom famulero when he came on to um you know to talk about all the hist history of moeller and, and everybody else um was it turned into a lesson for me instead of an interview so so lots of stuff you know and i you know i think a lot of people you know, know my playing maybe for being a bit, um, you know, uh, complex where the jazz fusion stuff is concerned. So they're, you know, sometimes afraid that it's a little bit too, too much for anybody that's at a beginner intermediate level. But, um, and Rob, you can back me up on this, I think, but, uh, you know, cause you're in school too, but, um, but yeah, we deal with everything from, you know, just, you know, the real simple foundational aspects of ergonomics, setup, tuning, you know, technical stuff, of course, um, you know, so that whether you're a beginner, you know, literally rank beginner, intermediate or advanced player, I think, uh, you know, there's there's something in there for everybody. Lots of play alongs, lots of musical um, based approach type of things, which is kind of how I like to always, uh, you know, talk about anything that I try to inform about is that to put it in a, into a musical context right away. And just, uh, you know, for me, the goal is to try to try to inspire people and, and not so much teach them, but give them ideas and thoughts about how to better their, uh, their own world and be more free to create. That's really the bottom line. And, uh, it's a streaming platform. It's 30 bucks a month. Um, you know, it's uh, you can do it monthly, you can do it yearly, whatever, whatever is, uh, you know, turns you on. And, um, and, uh, we have a, uh, like I said, I think now there's close to 50 hours of material up there. So you pay the 30 bucks, you get you get to uh, you get access to everything at once. So um, the real cool thing about the the school though is we also have a kind of a private Facebook page only for the for the students. So it's it's become like this really cool forum for uh you know in a community really where everybody uploads videos i'm in there constantly um you know critiquing and and discussing but it's kind of taken on a life of its own where all the guys and people in there are, are talking amongst amongst each other and sharing ideas and you know everybody's asking hey what mixer do i get what's the, what's the, you know what what about this you know drum set this pedal this that you know the thing so it's turned into kind of a cool private you know, little community that everybody is really having a good time with as well. So, so that's kind of it. I mean, that's the idea of, of the school is that uh, there's no real curriculum based type of things where you got to do this and this course, this course, this course, you can kind of go in and choose what you want to do. So my website, DaveWeckel.com. It's the splash page is right on the front page of, of, of the website and um, you know, all links are attainable there. So that's, that's well, what I, I just want to add to what Dave said. Uh, I remember going to the music store and buying Back to Basics. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that was Dave's first video on DCI, if I'm correct. That's correct. And, yeah. Uh, yep. And and learning so much from it, and 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 it really it really resounds uh, 
with so much insight, Dave, that, you know, you've taken what you pioneered then and now have turned it into uh, really a limitless, endless, uh, you know, environment that you're using as you learn new things, you bring them to the students. And as you find better ways of doing things, you bring them to the students and it's all real time. And, and it's just, uh, that's just really powerful as far as having access to learning tools and learning new ideas and musical insight. And Rob, I know you can second this because we talk about it all the time personally, uh, that uh, it it is really inspiring. And uh, it's really, there's really a ton of inspiration up there every time I go up there. And the Facebook page as well. Uh, Guys will take the play-alongs and put their version of it up there and ask for feedback and, and, and get other guys, you know, talking to them about uh, different approaches and it really becomes like a really cool drummer hang with everybody on the same page. What do you think about that, Rob? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, it's really inspiring to see other people play the play alongs and and think, wow, that guy really does a great job or why he's playing that traditional grip or he's playing that match grip and, or I would have never thought to do that fill there and, uh, and sort of gauge yourself on, on, on how you're doing on those same play alongs, you know, against these other guys that, that are also trying as hard as they can. And, uh, and uh, it's a real positive environment. Definitely everyone, you know, uh, well, a hundred percent and everyone, you can find it on modern drummers website as well. Uh, you can link from there and you can get to Dave's school. And speaking of collaboration, drumology, Rob, your brainchild, which uh, features Dave uh, on the record. Tell us about drumology. Cause this is really a very, very cool thing that every drummer needs to check out. Well, actually, the song that we did with Dave was actually the first song we did for Drumology and gave us the idea to do many more. It was so fun and so inspiring to get to, you know, play with on a track with with one of my drum heroes. I, I wanted more. So it uh, so we, we ended up getting Steve Smith and Greg Bissonette and Simon Phillips and John Blackwell. And uh, and it, it turned into this whole album. And uh, it, it's just fantastic. And we're working on volume two as we speak. And everyone can check out volume one now on Spotify, iTunes, all the usual places where they check out music. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, let's, uh, let, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit while we're on the drumology about the contest, because we're running the contest. So let's tell everybody about the, uh, the contest and what it entails and what you have to do. Rob, you want to tell everyone about that? Modern Drummer and Autumn Hill Records have teamed up to present the drumology contest and you can go to the modern drummer facebook page uh to go to the the link of the contest or, or i can tell you right now go to robsilvermandrums.net and click the the context tab so basically um when you get to the page you're going to download one of three play-along tracks featuring simon phillips dave weckle or me and, and how long are those tracks rob they're they're about three minutes each and, and there will be Dave Weckl playing his parts, just like he did on Drumology, with uh, basically empty spaces for the contestants to play their parts. So you're kind of going back and forth with Dave or back and forth with Simon, just like I did in Drumology. So, so um, and then there's, of course, there's the examples of what the album really sounds like for you to draw inspiration from or say, ah, that's crappy. I can do better than that. I can play, I'll, I'll play him better than Rob. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
so you video yourself and you uh, you post them to the Modern Drummer Facebook page uh, directly within the top pinned post. So basically, if you go to the Modern Drummer Facebook page, it's the top thing. You uh, post your video there, include a mini bio with your name, country, numbers of years playing, etc. And the top four liked contestant videos will advance to the finals. Plus, plus each of the four of us get to pick one that we like uh, um, to, to go to the final. So there'll be eight finalists. Now, the final round will be judged by actually the four of us that, that are on the Zoom meeting today. And um, we're going to judge them one through 10. And the average high score wins a limited edition Spinelli floating snare drum, which is just a beautiful maple snare drum. Five and a half uh, by 14, right? Yes, yes. And um, the seven runner-ups are going to get a prize pack from Drumology, and that's uh, and that, that'll be a surprise. Fantastic. I, I like the fact, you know, uh, Tony's been putting together um, these contests. Um, one of the Tony's on our team, of course. And uh, the, the contests are great because it, I don't like to think of competition, you know, and these don't really feel like competitions when we're doing these contests. So everyone's, in, you know, could be involved and there's something for everyone. I just want to go back real fast to Dave um, talking about the school. Um, I had checked out the, the site and I got to tell you that the, the site is put together so well. And I think that's what's making the school so successful because how do you get the drums? I know you have your own studio and you've been getting into the whole studio scene yourself because I know there was a couple of albums that you just even mixed at your studio. So I know you've been getting into that whole thing. But how do you get the drums to sound so good on Zoom? Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, the uh, thanks, Billy. Um, the um, you know, I've been into the uh, engineering sound aspect for actually since I was, you know, a teenager. So it's been a kind of a, you know, a growing progression, learning progression for me really um, forever and kind of starting, I think, with my perpetual motion record, which was um, uh, in the like right around 2000, somewhere around there. I'd, that was, I think, kind of the first record that I actually produced and mixed myself. Um, and before that, all the other uh, collaborations with Jay, uh, Jay Oliver, my buddy that's still here in St. Louis as well. Uh, I mean, he's the one that I learned from in the first place. And so we, we sort of, you know, learned together and, and grew together doing those kind of uh, projects, all of my early records, the play along stuff. Um, the sound production was, was almost as important as the playing. You know, we really wanted to try to figure out how to capture um, you know, the artistic aspect, the, the feeling and the emotion of the player and get that across on the records. And, um, and uh, I love it. It's, a, it's, it's really a challenging aspect to continue to try to do that. So these days I use Pro Tools uh, and, you know, I, I do engineer most of my own stuff. And within the school, uh, both Steve and I film stuff. He usually does all the film editing and I do all the audio mixing. So basically what's happening is I'm using my pro, my Pro Tools setup as I would in my studio to to do records and record. So all of my preamps are already preset. Um, combining that sound with all the video and the HDMI going into the computer via capture device, uh, you know, I just choose um, you know the system as the microphone. So 
So basically, Pro Tools is the is the which it can be any DAW really, but but you know, Pro Tools for me is the kind of the workhorse and the and the you know the central figure of the whole the whole thing. So all the drums I use a lot of mic usually when I'm when I'm teaching or when when I do the school thing. Uh, which also goes through Pro Tools. And then uh, in Zoom situations, uh, if I'm doing lessons or if I'm doing any kind of seminar where I'm playing with the drums, uh, I just route the output of the computer back into Pro Tools as well so that I can hear it. Uh, and then it's, it just becomes a routing thing, you know. Um, but that's, that's basically, to answer your question, um, you know, obviously with sound, it starts with the touch of the player, it starts with the tuning of the drum set, the room you're in, then you get into the capturing aspect of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's all about budget, you know, how good your mics and mic pre's are. And then, and then comes the vision of kind of putting it together. So it doesn't sound like 12 separate microphones. It sounds like the concept of the instrument standing in front of it. And that's where the vision comes in kind of knowing how to, how to take the camera angles of the microphones, if you, if you will, I, I, I try to teach sound that way. Of course, there's phase coherency and a lot of other technical aspects that you need to consider with mic placement. But, but, uh, but I sort of look at it as you know what the microphone as a camera lens. What is what is it? What are you looking at? What are you taking a picture of? And and uh, you don't want to have a microphone over just one symbol too close because obviously it won't be very balanced. Too far away is too distant. If you hear too much of the room, blah blah blah. So it goes on and on, you know. Yeah, it's it's great. It's and and thank you for taking all that detail because a lot of that's what makes it so good because you're paying attention to all these things where it, it makes the site work so so well and so enjoyable. So it's it yeah. sounds it sounds great. And then going back, um, what you said before, like. When 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 your first um, DVD came out, uh, uh, well, video VHS back then, and then the play along, you were one of the first guys to actually have a play along. I, I think I had the cassette. I had the whole thing with you know with the cassette where you the drums and then without the drums and playing along. So like contemporary drummer plus one. If I'm correct. yeah, everybody everybody learned learned from that of course. And um, at the time, everybody you know even to this day, you're still so relevant. But back then, like you were the guy, everybody wanted to play like you, everybody. So if you were able to play even a little close to making it sound good on, you know, playing along with the, the tracks you had, that was a cool thing. And Cheryl Crow was a background singer on some of that stuff, right? Rainy day, on rainy day. I'm still working on Island Magic, by the way, but go yeah. on. And me too. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl. Cheryl was lead singer on that. She was, she sang the whole thing. Yeah, that was that was. I think she was still a school teacher back then. You know, um, right. I remember that. And uh, yeah. yeah, she because she was just starting to do some background. So getting back now to your lesson thing, because we like you said before, which I want to stress, people shouldn't be afraid because like when they hear that you're giving lessons and and you know and, and they could join and they could learn and play along. It's not all about the chops because you got Chrissy Poland on there um doing a lot of singing and you playing to actual songs so i want to make sure people understand that because that's very very important these days because we all know yes it's great to play with all these chops and everything but playing actual music is what it comes down to so i i love that aspect of it as well well i think one of the one of the one of the things that uh has always helped me in in my career was uh i always tried to follow 
in the footsteps of the studio guys. The guy, you know, especially Steve Gadd was was one of my, you know, still is one of my, you know, most major influences. And and I always admired the, his ability to go into different situations and support the music in a way that, uh, you know, that was correct. You know, so uh, so I always try to teach now. Uh, that students understand the concept of role playing. It's almost like you, if you go into a situation with the idea that you're there to support the music and, and play something that works for the music without any kind of negative distraction, um, you know, you, you tend, it's almost like a movie role, you know, like you're going in as an actor to go in and play the part for the song, you know, it's a, so I tend, I mean, at this stage of my life and career, most people call me for me. So I don't, I don't really get the role play as much as I used to, but, but back in the day when I was doing a lot of studio work, um, you know, if I had to do a, you know, a, whatever the record was, I mean, at, you know, back then I was, I was doing, I was working a lot with Nile Rodgers and doing pop stuff before I, before I left New York and got into the, into the electric band basically. Well, you played on a Madonna track, right? Well, there's a little bit of a of a misnomer rumor uh, where that's concerned. Uh, yes and no. Uh, I the only thing I did it was it was Nile Rodgers that got me on the session, but but uh, Tony Thompson, late great Tony Thompson, was a, was actually the drummer on on Like a Virgin record, most of it, I think. Uh, the only thing I did on that record was play uh, Rototom overdubs on. And it was some 12-8 tune. I don't remember what it was, but uh, the name of it. But that was the only thing I did on that. But I did play, um, I did a couple tracks on Robert Plant's Honey Drippers, and Niall was on that session as well. We did a Diana Ross record. We did a Peebo Bryson record. We did a George Benson record. We did a lot of different stuff um, that I was sort of getting into that realm, into the thick of it in the, in the studio scene in New York. And in those type of situations, you know, the role playing was really important. It came down to, okay, the vision of tuning the drums, um, muffling them, how I was going to, what cymbals I would use, what dr what snare drum I would use to, you know, and I still get into that now, even with my, I won't say limited circle, but with my kind of, uh, my thing of what I do, even if I'm playing tracks for somebody else, the first thing I do is how do I want to hear the drums in the, in the uh, song? And that, you know, usually the first thing that changes is either snare drum or snare tuning. Uh, and then cymbals, you know, ride cymbals especially will change depending on the, the, the atmospheric support that I want to give the music. So so that vision and thinking about it, you know, visualizing what you want to sound like was has always been important for me. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's a valuable thing for, for kids to, to think about, not just, you know, chops, like you said, or just, you know, playing uh the drums you know it's like how do you really want your you know your your input how do you want how do you, how should that sound you know so and like i said before when we're talking about the miking and the sound and everything it's it starts with with the vision then the touch and then how you tune and play the drums you know before yeah you you were one of the first guys that i saw i knew in the studio a lot of people use different snare drums for different sounds but you were one of the first guys i saw live that actually incorporated uh, an extra snare drum on the side under your hi-hat on your left side i always thought that that was really cool because you know the difference in the dynamics going from a verse to a chorus or just for a different sound and i i think for me you were one of the first guys that i that i saw do that and then you even brought a floor tom or another tom over to the right side uh i'm, I'm to the left side to correspond with your your right side and 
I thought that that was great. Was that something that you did, Freddie Gruber? Like I remember when you, what was your experience with Freddie Gruber? Because I know right after you started taking some lessons with Freddie, I saw you set up one time, and I was like, "Wow, this is strange, but it's pretty cool." Right. Well, you know, going back to the drum placement thing of of drums on this side, hi-hats on this side. I mean, a lot of that goes back to Gary Chester and pre, you know, any, uh, as I was 20 in my twenties, I think the, um, I, I remember doing, uh, the first article I ever did for modern drummer. I remember it was, it was called two hi-hats and, uh, and I wrote this, uh, handwritten hand wrote, you know, the, all the stuff. I still have a copy of it somewhere. Um, but I, I think it appeared in one of the magazines and it was about using, you know, a closed hi hat on the right hand side, and that was actually before I was studying with with uh, with Gary at the at the time. But all of Gary's systems with the new breed incorporates you know two hi hats, drums. It's kind of like he, he calls it territorial rights. You know, so you take the drum set, you split it down the middle, and kind of everything is on both sides. So if you, you want to lead with the left, you got a you got a third hi hat up there while you're still playing the foot with the hi hat. I mean, I didn't take it to those extremes, but certainly I did with the right hi hat. I was already using a left-hand floor tom, and I've gone through, through so many iterations, and I still change depending on the music. Sometimes I'll play the left snare when I want the higher pitch. If I'm doing a lot, it's you know two snare, or sometimes a lower pitch. A lot of guys do that too. Uh, and but but I really like the bigger floor tom on the left-hand side. For me, I, I enjoy that big tonality on the left side of my of my body and and the kit because you normally you, you'll come up you'll you'll come up with melodic things that will never happen if the, if that bigger floor tom is only the last drum on the kit because you'll never hit it with your left hand basically and in, in the same way that you would if this thing is here so yeah moving drums around moving cymbals around the, you know in an in a let's say a, not a unnatural but a but in a in a, in a non-standard way can sometimes inspire uh, a lot of um Creativity, a lot of different, a lot of different sounds can turn what you normally do into something different, and and and, and it's pretty cool. That, and know. I think, and I think, uh, because you still play uh, traditional grip, certain things it was easier too. Yeah. Made of love. Well, yeah, and and then you know, sometime later, talking about you know, with Freddie Gruber, of course. Um, you know, I had I had learned certain things like molar technique from Jim Chapin first, and then um, and then Freddie kind of took it and compartmentalized it so there wasn't all this motion going on. But um, but Freddie, you know, Freddie was responsible for me kind of revisiting my setup. Um, certainly, a lot of things technically, but uh, but yeah, just to uh, to be natural with body motions, you know, and concerning the traditional grip, it's. Uh, you know, I, I pretty much had made the decision to prioritize that grip, so I prioritize the setup to accommodate the grip, and it's so everything is natural. I'm not reaching or bending my body out of shape, and of course, the older we get, the harder it is to bend your body out of shape. So, <laughs> so we want to try to we want to try to keep it as natural as possible, and um, you know, so that's why you know my kit is you know up in the air from the left to the right all the way down because it it goes with the traditional grip. It accommodates that. And I can keep fairly natural with my body position, but yeah, all my all my teachers have, have been great over the years too. And it's it's that's the one fun thing about getting older and having been doing this for so long is that you you get all this input and experience from from everybody, and 
um, and you could kind of analyze it and go back and, and understand where it came from. And, and uh, you know, the one thing that was missing back then in those days was the, you know, the Internet. You know, we, did, we couldn't see our play, favorite players like we can now. So I, 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 hope, I hope the kids these days are, are happy and understand how, how lucky they are to be able to access the history. Um, because boy, we could we couldn't do that. I mean, I you know, uh, to see Buddy Rich, you had to stay up on the Johnny Carson show and then go go see a show when he'd come through town. And I was in St. Louis here, so you know, it's a uh, you know, I saw him from a distance all the time. And and um, and I remember the first time I ever saw Steve Gadd was when I moved moved to New York. You know, so. Um, you know, so now you can you can type in anybody and it's, you know, a video pops up. So take advantage of that while you can. Well, and you know what, Dave? You know what's amazing about that is that I these records back here, I've known you for over 30 years. I've never actually been able to say this or had the 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 the, uh, the you know, the the environment to even bring it up. But since they're behind me, I'll tell you that they're just a few of the of of many and they all are based around my involvement with, uh, you know, successful artists as a music technology person, not as a drummer. But I started out as a drummer, of course. And the inspiration to fusing music technology long before I ever knew enough to have anything to do with any record or any music for that matter, um, was the Iowa State performance you did with Chick Corea that was on PBS right. that I tuned in on one of the five channels that my tv got and channel <laughs> two no kidding channel two antenna no cable channel two fuzzy and all of a sudden you're in the middle of rumble and you start playing this percussion ensemble on your drum kit and i'm going what the hell is this and of course the musicality of it was awesome but the sounds were so inspiring and my that was the be, the real beginning of my search of like wait a second there's so many layers to playing the drum kit integrating electronics and then you fast forward 35 years and my entire life and career were in big part shaped by that choice and you were the inspiration in finding that that just random PBS. I don't have any idea why it was on. I, I mean, all of the, the surrounding circumstance, I couldn't tell you, but it just ended up that at that moment I, that it popped up on the TV with snow and all. And uh, so a few points to this. One is that absolutely the access that that is available to drummers and people for, uh, you know, for other inspiration and, and whoever you want to check out performances is absolutely unlimited. In addition to that, um, the electronics, do you still uh, integrate the way that you did where you had the big refrigerators and all that and you were triggering and you were doing a lot of groundbreaking uh, things back then and experimenting and innovating what, what, what road did, did, and did you end up taking after, you know, from that period that I'm referring to to today? Well, you know, it, it all started with, uh, you know, uh, studio work in New York because, uh, you know, everybody was I, I was I was coming in right at the time that around the same time the Lynn drum machine was invented and also Simmons drums were, were invented. So the 
you know, the whole industry was like, oh man, it's got to be perfect, like a Lynn drum machine, or it's, and, and I got to hear those Simmons, you know. So it started with the SDS fives and then the sevens. And I still have my five somewhere in storage, somewhere. I don't know where the heck they are, but, um, but yeah, so, so I started triggering just the Simmons stuff on the toms just to get a little more tone and, you know, and whatever. Um, and I was using, uh, pads as well. Um, I remember in 1983 when I was on tour with Simon and Garfunkel, I integrated the pads with the with that. Uh, and then when the electric band hit, I was like, okay, this is the electric band. And it took me a minute to talk Chick into it. Actually, he was like, oh, just you know, just play the drums. I'm like, I said, look, check this out, you know. And so I ended up putting this whole system together with the samplers and triggering everything and pads and the drum Lynn drum machine was in there too. I was triggering that. And um, I kind of just went for it, you know, and and it turned into sort of this. Uh, it actually kind of well, the reason I'm, I'm getting to the point that I kind of just let it all go at one point after I got out of the electric band. I was like, man, I got to get back to playing drums, you know, so um, you know, because, the you know, I was my sound, everything was was sort of being formulated with the electronics intertwined and and on some of my my records i did um i know tony, tony verderosa i know that he was he took it kind of take it took it to another whole level on the east coast at, at that time but i had done a couple of things like that where i was triggering synths and doing melodies and do, and stuff like that and if there's a couple of things on earlier records heads up i think there's something where I did that triggering everything. And there's a tune on one of the chick records called Jammin' E Cricket. And um, and it's funny, I, 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 I stumbled across some comments on that tune recently. And they're like, man, John's playing this great thumb thing, you know, on, on, on the tune. And I, I was, I was wanting to type in and I'm like, dude, that ain't John. That's me triggering my own slapped bass on, on that tune. You know? <laughs> Cause I'm a, I'm a hack bass player and, you know, stole every Marcus Miller lick that I could. And as long as it's in the key of E, I can pretty much, I can play pretty well, but, but, um, but, uh, so that tune jam and E cricket, it was in E and I, you know, I, I, so I, I, I sampled all of the, the bass line and all the stuff triggered it from, you know, the low E was my bass drum and I had it all over the kit. So, um, but yeah, I don't know if so many people know that the Jaminy Cricket, the uh, John's playing the melody on the six string, and I'm playing the thumb bass part triggered from the kit, you know. So, um, but yeah, after after the electric band, it was like, man, I you know, I, I went through. It's kind of when I when I I went through a couple of phases. I, I went through almost switching completely to match grip for a while. Um, I was really in search, you know, of trying to better myself and figure out, I felt like I was up against a brick wall. And that's when I, that's when Steve Smith said, man, you should go, you should go study with Freddie. And that's, that's kind of when the Freddie thing happened. So. You know, it's, it was so cool when electronics did come out and the drum machines and everything, cause it gave us drummers a chance to be more musical, as you say, and, and play some other parts and play that's some right. other rhythms that sounded musical. Um, so the, the whole electronic thing was was a cool thing. But the only pro drawback that I always found about that was we all sounded the same. Everybody, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell who was playing on what because everybody was playing the same Simmons fills. And, you know, so every everybody, you couldn't tell who was on what because everybody had to sound the same because that's what the producer wanted. Sound like this record, sound like that record. And they didn't even know who 
most of the time who the drummer was, but it, would, it became the sound. So that was the only drawback, but I kind of loved that whole period of electronics and everything. Yeah, there was it had its it had its pluses and certainly had its minuses, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. Rob Silverman, you are not <laughs> only a great drummer and the creator of drumology, but you are also a founder of Autumn Hill Records. So tell us about that and an exciting new release that's going to be coming out in April. So in 2019, the Dave Weckl Band did a reunion concert live in St. Louis at the Chesterfield Jazz Festival. And the whole thing was recorded and videotaped and has turned into a fantastic live Dave Weckl Band album, which was going to be released on Autumn Hill Records on April 9th. So we're very excited about that. April 9th, Steve Gadd's birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Now, it's going to be, uh, are you going to have, uh, like limited edition CDs or any kind of physical product, or is it all streaming? Yeah, everything. So far, it's all streaming. Yeah, so it'll be on all the major digital platforms. Absolutely. Awesome. And there's a play along in Dave's school from one of the songs that'll be on the album, right, Dave? Well, the yeah, the play along is actually from the recording uh, Rhythm of the Soul um, back back in the day when we were uh, touring that band and we did that project, uh, we, Jay and I put out a product called in session. That was the, that had all the play alongs for everybody. So, uh, so yeah, one of the tunes, big B, little B, which, um, which stands for, for B flat, big B, little B, right? That's the title. Uh, cause it's in the key of B flat. Uh, it's, it's naming, t naming tunes is the hardest thing in the world, especially when there's, it's like, Oh, what the hell do you call this thing? You know? So, you know, we came up with a bunch of stupid titles and that was one of them. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, uh, that's a play along and, you know, but, but, uh, but in the school, we actually have, <clears throat> we have, we actually, we filmed it. So we have access to, to the film on the, you can actually see the concert as well, uh, in the online school, but, uh, but this release, we're really excited about about the uh, the audio uh, coming out and streaming just because, um, you know, all of us have been kind of uh, sitting in our in our rooms, you know, banging our heads against the wall for almost a year now with this uh, with this COVID thing. So, um, you know, going out and seeing live shows and uh, where there's not so much of that going on right now. So so being able to 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 have this performance that was you know definitely live and it was uh you know bringing back buzz feeton on guitar and tom kennedy and um and, and of course jay oliver and and gary meek played on on this show who was in my the second iteration of the band uh on sax and uh i mean man we had you know what was it rob one or two days of rehearsal i think and yeah just, just two two pretty intense days yeah. rehearsal and, and they pulled it together and it, it sounded like they've been playing together for 10 years straight yeah yeah incredible really a, really a lot of fun very very special project to uh to play with those guys again i mean i think jay and i especially we kind of forgot how cool it was uh from from the initial downbeat it just had this sound you know and this whole thing and and uh and yeah i was uh i was very thankful that that rob and his brother mike uh you know, put together this festival and invited us to come and play. So, 
uh, yeah, we pulled it off. It was really, uh, you know, I recorded it on my, my touch mix mixers. We had two of them on stage and we just recorded them to a hard drive and, and, uh, filmed it, took it home and mixed it. And, um, we just, uh, we're just on the verge of finishing mastering now. So it's, uh, yeah. And what's the name of the record, Rob? It is the Dave Weckl band live in St. Louis at the Chesterfield jazz festival, 2019. Yep. Very cool. Awesome. And and you're going to be on the cover of uh, Modern Drummer for the uh, May issue. I think that's your fourth or fifth cover, maybe? Sixth. I think it's a sixth, sixth cover of Modern Drummer. Well deserved. Wow. That's uh well, I'm I'm flattered and honored that you that you still want to put us old guys on covers. That's great. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, the, the new generation cannot forget about the generations that came before them. So we have to that's our job to keep reminding them. Yep. Well, well I and, you know I, I keep telling students to 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 go back way before us, you know, because that's any anything that certainly anything that i'm doing it's 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 been inspired by you know the folks that came before me so um you know the history and the history is so much fun it's so much uh, uh it's so inspiring and it's so great to go and really check out where this all came from the real innovators who who came up with the with the uh the styles and the phrasings and you know the, the licks that some of us play all the time you know and, and there's so many guys that is you know don't, don't get the recognition that they deserve until later on so right. it's nice to go back and give these guys some recognition and then say oh yeah that's where you got that from oh that's cool i'll mix that with that and then i'll come up with my own thing so that's well great. and the other thing that has that you know to be on the cover of modern drummer besides being the phenomenal drummer and musician that you are dave the fact is in 2021 right now the, i want the world to know about what you're doing now as well i mean you're doing a, a, a lot of it you know as hip and young and relevant and however anybody wants to describe it projects right now that people have to check out the new album the drum school, you know, all all of the various projects you're doing, the you know your approach to teaching, it's all like completely hip. It's drawn yep. from your vast, uh, you know, background and 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 experiences, but it's a right now thing, and that's what makes us all so excited about telling the world about Dave Weckl in 2021. It's like, okay, you know all about him, but. But maybe you're not you don't know, you know, that these are some of the things that are happening in this moment that will really impact your career. Everyone, any drummer's career is really going to get a step up from checking out drumology, checking out the new live album, checking out your teachable, uh, you know, education offerings and the play alongs and all these different lanes that you're in that just all add up to a drummer. Uh, you know, taking taking whatever goals they have and, and realizing them, right? Because that's the power of information. Like there's a million pieces of information out there. But what you've done so well this year and built up to it, you've done it for many years, but it's right now is happening, is you've taken it and you've put it together. You've done all the work to put it together. So someone can come in and go, okay, I want to be the best jazz drummer I can be or, or this drummer or that drummer I got to get my my technique part of my playing together or whatever it is they're working on and and you've given them like what I consider the fast track you still got to practice you still got to do the work you still got to have all the, the the depth to it but knowing what to practice 
and and how to apply that depth is the magic because that's what could take somebody a year on the internet just going hit and miss and you know figure you know trying it and then oh that didn't work and then eventually kind of stumbling on it well that's not necessary you can just go to what you're doing and just get right to the point and then do the work on that and you and you get where you want to go well uh first of all thanks david for all of all the all the, the kind words um, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, and I tell my students this all the time. I mean, it's, there's so many ways to do this and there's so many great players, great teachers that have great information and there's great ways to, there's a lot of ways to do it. Certainly, you know, what I'm doing is not the end all and the only way. So I, I'm always very, very, uh, you know, careful to, to, to promote that, you know, cause there's so much to learn and that's part of it is, is not just going down one path. It's important to, you know, to diverse, you know, and, and get out, uh, diversify, uh, and, and, and get as much input as you can so that your thing doesn't really sound like somebody else's. It's you, you like somebody had said, Billy, I think you put it all together and you come up with your own thing eventually. Um, you know, for me, the, 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 the most important number one thing, you know, it's, I mean, I just turned 61. So, um, without your health and, and staying healthy and staying in a positive frame of mind, you got nothing, you know, this is a physical instrument. You cannot play this instrument, uh, to the top of your level, uh, of ability without being healthy. And so, so that's the number one aspect is be smart about what you do with diet, um, you know, and, and just your approach to, uh, you know, to taking care of the body, you know, taking care of yourself, try to be physical enough to stay in shape. This is not, it's not an easy instrument to play. It doesn't have to be, <laughs> doesn't have ability. It doesn't have to be physical, um, but it is, I mean, it, you know, and there's ways, of course, a lot of what I try to teach is what I was taught from Freddie about the path of least, least resistance, being able to, to do things and letting the sticks work for you. Um, and there's certainly technical aspects that, that play into that. Uh, but for me, I mean, I have to say that, you know, at, at, at this age, uh, I still feel like I'm growing. I still feel like I'm getting better. I still feel like I can get better. I still feel like practicing is, is, is necessary. It's like, I'm, I'm working a lot. I don't get to practice every day, but you know, I just went through this move, you know, from LA to St. Louis and I, I didn't play for a week and a half. So I was like getting back on the drums going, Oh, what's this? You know, I mean, I had sticks in my hands, but not on the kit. Um, and it was, you know, it was really kind of a fun process getting, I'm still in the middle of it, getting my chops back, so to speak, you know, of, of feeling comfortable again. So, um, but there's that, so there's that aspect, stay healthy, um, you know, and, and gather as much information as you possibly can. But, but the, the other, the other side of it is try to touch the sticks every day, try to get on the kit every day, try to because the muscle memory is so important. I mean, it's a, you, you know, it's the old adage of, you know, use it or lose it is, is it definitely applies here. You know, you've got to keep the sticks in the hands and keep moving. And, um, but like I said, health is the key and it's, uh, so, so stay flexible, stay, you know, try to, try to, try to keep the, all the metabolism working, you know, get your, get your workouts going, get on the treadmill, whatever you can do, you know, to stay, stay, stay moving, stay, stay fluid. You know, all of that is really important. Well, thank you guys so much, Dave. Thank you. It was nice to see you.
Billy, Rob. great great to see you too, Billy and David. And uh, yeah, Rob, I'm seeing you almost every day these days. <laughs> Personally, with our masks, you know, so we're, we're hanging. But um, yeah, really an honor to be here, guys. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, contestants, good luck. But remember, the drumming is not a competition. So don't exactly. think exactly a competitive state. Think in a musical state, because that's what personally I'll be looking for in the judging is who's the most musical who's playing with whoever you're playing with the best and and making the whole thing come across as a great as a great musical thing so don't worry about being being the guy with the best chops that's that's not necessarily going to win anything right yeah have fun that's the main thing have fun doing it yeah fun is the key man fun is the key well stay safe everyone likewise thank you guys rob david thank you thank you thank you very much dave weckel and rob silverman Check out Modern Drummer's Facebook page, moderndrummer.com, and all the information is there. Thank you, everyone. See y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.